And so most people don't even entertain the thought of being exceptional and, mm-hmm. and living a life beyond what it, we have seen around the people around us when we were growing up and things like that. And it feels unsafe. It feels, it, mm-hmm. again, it, it's, it goes back to that thing of being a threat to our ego, this idea that, you know, we could really have this life that, that is so far beyond what we've experienced in the past. Hello, my name is Poppy Delbridge. I am the founder of Rapid Tapping. And my obsession is changing belief systems so that they actually match the vision that you have for your life. And my primary way to do this is with something called tapping, which is what this is all about. If you start to use this technique in your life, you will see huge changes for the better. So join in, come with me on this journey and start to meet all the experts that are also going to speak to me about how we do that, how we create the life that we want and how we handle everything in a much more positive way so that we can have a fantastic life. Okay, so this episode has been a little bit strange to record because basically Brad Yates is in California and I'm in Cornwall. So it's been one of those ones that's uh, uh, been liable to storms and all sorts of weather and all of that larky. So um, Rebecca, our amazing producer, has been sorting out the sound as best she can. But bear with us on this one. It's a beautiful conversation. I'm absolutely delighted to know Brad and to feature his work on here. And I really do hope that you enjoy and are inspired by our conversation and our live tap that we did together as a tag tap. Okay, lots of love. Let's say hello to Brad Yates. Hello, Brad. Hey, Poppy. How are you? (laughs) I am very well. I am hoping that our work for us from Cornwall to California, right? Technology willing. Technology willing, indeed. Um, so welcome to the Rapid Tapping Podcast. We um, usually kick off with a quote, and I usually pick a a quote that was relevant. And I actually thought today I might have a quote from you. So My one famous quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you know our our mind is designed to protect us. It's that's our primary function is to keep us alive. And uh, so everything that we do, even if it logically looks like it's harmful to ourselves, there's something in our mind, something in our programming saying that it beats the alternative. It's, you know, if we are in a bad mood and we have all this programming saying that eating a gallon of ice cream will make us feel better, we could say, okay, in terms of my health goals, that's self-sabotage, but it's an act of self-love in terms of trying to take care of myself. And so when we can look at all of our, what we would logically say is unfortunate behavior or unhealthy behavior or unhelpful behavior and have compassion for ourselves and say, okay, something inside me believes I'm taking care of myself. It puts us in a much better position to then look at what's going on there as opposed to just beating ourselves up and then we feel bad and then we go back to those old habits that we use to try to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And do you find that self-love is the, the the core the key then to everything? Uh, it's it's certainly hugely important, if not the most important thing. Lucio Ball said it's the most important thing. You got to love yourself to get anything done. <laughs> and Fair enough. I'll take that. 
and 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 when we when we acknowledge ourselves as worthy of love then we're much more likely to acknowledge other people as worthy of love so we're not only more caring towards ourselves we're more caring towards other people so it's a win-win situation what i would what i would love to know Brad, is is how you got into it um when you first tapped yeah i so i had started out as an actor and had traveled the world doing theater and then i went to hollywood to be a movie star as one does and while i was there i met a woman fell in love and got married and when our first child was on the way i thought you know maybe i should have a backup career <laughs> so i started um I, I started looking for what else I might do, and I'd always been fascinated with the power of the mind. And I saw an ad for a hypnotherapy school, and I thought, hey, that would be a cool career. So I trained to become a hypnotherapist and started doing that, building a small hypnotherapy practice alongside my acting career. And then after, uh, after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I realized that as much as I loved acting, doing personal development work was really my calling. This is really what I felt most fulfilled doing. And so I, uh, we decided, let's, let's not raise our kids in LA. Let's move to Northern California to be closer to our families. And when we moved up there through some other hypnotherapists, they were talking about this energy psychology conference going on in Las Vegas. And this guy, Gary Craig, doing this thing called EFT, where he's tapping on his face. And I thought, Hey, I'm game. I'll go try that out. Mm. And just, I thought it was fascinating, especially when he had us tapping on chocolate cravings. That was the thing that sold it the most for me because I was a chocoholic at the time. And after just a few moments of tapping, I could not eat the chocolate and I did not eat chocolate for about two years after that. I, I recovered, but, mm. uh, but that really, was a profound experience right. that in, in such a short amount of time to, to notice something um, so tangible as not being able to eat something that I really wanted moments before. And so mm -hmm. I started introducing the tapping into my hypnotherapy sessions and little by little, they became tapping sessions. It feels like magic. It does feel like magic. And I suspect because of your background, which we're going to go into clown school. Yes. Yeah. That, so yes, that was one of the other things I did you when thought, I was in Los ooh. Angeles. I, uh, <laughs> I, I went to Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College, which made the whole EFT thing easier. Because I know that when a lot of people are first introduced to EFT, they're like, this is, looks silly. Now, I'd been to clown college. This was not the silliest thing I'd ever been asked to do. So <laughs> it was much, much uh, easier for me to, to try it out. I love that. I love that. And for those of you who don't know Brad yet, uh, Brad's approach to tapping is is fun and humorous and lighthearted. And um, I think that's why I resonated with you so much, Brad. Um, and I think I told you before that my mum, who is downstairs, is a massive <laughs> fan. And, uh, you know, she's quite scrupulous about who she likes and who she recommends. <laughs> and she's been into tapping for decades. And uh, she was always like, Brad Yates, the guy, Brad Yates, the guy. I think, you know, that, that lightness of touch and, and the fact that actually it doesn't have to be uh, so super serious. But I do think that when you started 
your tap of the morning. It was really just to kind of go, hey, um, let's get moving. Let's just have a little tap. Um, so what's your take on that? And, and when did you think, look, I'm going to start doing all this stuff? Yeah. To me, to me, the humor is definitely the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. Because so often we're dealing with some really heavy stuff and to, you know, sort of lighten the load and, and, and just make it simpler and more, just having that lighter touch just really helps us to go in rather than just, all right, I've got all this really upsetting things I need to deal with and let's go spend some time dealing with this upsetting stuff. And now I'm going to hit my face while I talk about upsetting stuff. It's like, you know, we're, we're not going to have the... Um, the staying power to, to work through that stuff if it's so painful. So to give it that lighter touch makes it easier to address the stuff that we need to address. Yet when the, the, the tab of the morning, I, YouTube was pretty new. I had, I had already started to do some tapping recordings online in the early 2000s. Um, I, I don't, wasn't aware of anybody else had done that. And I thought, hey, this would be really cool if I could put something on there that mm -hmm. more people could have access to. And then YouTube yeah. came along and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if there was this tapping video that people could use to start, uh, to start their day with? And mm -hmm. I'll call it tap of the morning. And, and that was all I intended to do. I had no idea about creating a YouTube channel. I didn't even know how to upload a video. I had a friend of mine upload the video to YouTube for me. And, and that was it. That video's out there. It's, you know, a lighthearted approach to start the day. And now I'm done. And it was six months later that I thought, you know, I should probably do one to end the day. And I'll call that tap of the evening. Then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, I had another idea and then another idea. And, and now there's over a thousand of them. <laughs> mm, it's so amazing. I mean, that's a crazy amount, isn't it? And I think... There's, I think, you know, and, and you've been so instrumental, actually, in getting tapping out there, right, into the mainstream, because it is still new. Um, and there is a little little bit of uh, cynicism around it, perhaps, um, about what it is and, and how it works. And, you know, I'd be interested, and I'm sure everyone listening would be interested to know your take on that and what to do in terms of approaching maybe the cynicism around how this tapping on little points works. Right. And it's, it, there are a number of things that are challenging for folks. One, it, well, probably the biggest thing is that it, it kind of looks silly. So, and people have, people are resistant to change anyway. I think the biggest resistance comes from folks that look at it and they, they say, oh, it's too stupid. It's too simple. And that's what scares them because we as much as, our, as, as much as we say we want our lives to change, we say we want to be healthier, we say we want to be happier, we say we want to be wealthier, but what we're really attached to is the status quo. And so someone comes along and says, hey, you can do this simple thing and you know, do it for uh, you know, a few minutes a day and your life can change. And it's like, get away from me. You shut up. You, I don't want to hear that. And besides, it, it looks stupid. And, you know, and then they'll be, where's the science? Where's the science? And I'll say, oh, it's right here. Here, there's here a growing body of scientific evidence. We have you know, studies showing the cortisol levels drop, the stress hormone. We have fMRI studies showing a change in brain activity. It's not just people saying, I think it works better. We have science showing with biological markers that a real change is happening. And then they'll be like, 
Well, you, you, well no, it's not real research. That's, <laughs> and, and I'm not mocking any, I, I don't mean to mock any of those people because they're doing the best they can. They are, they feel threatened by it. Yeah. So I've yeah. had, I've yeah. had people that I've tried to introduce it to, uh, you know, someone who's close to me and they were saying, wow, the work you're doing is really great. I'd love to, um, I'd love to introduce you to some people, but could you do it without the tapping thing? <laughs> oh no. I don't know. Wow. Could you, could you take a shower, but not have the water involved? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's mad because, you know, it's the same for many things. You know, I've been looking into this, right? You know, I'm writing something around it at the moment, looking at all the clinical studies for so many things like EEGs and even ECGs. And, you know, there's always a time when it doesn't make sense and the, the, the results are there and yet the how isn't quite there because in many ways we're only as good as the machine's that can monitor that and find that. And, you know, because a lot of this energy psychology work relies on the unseen, the intangible, that poses a little bit of difficulty because it's a bit like, you know, being in Victorian times and going, hey, you know that we've got a signal that can actually work and you can actually talk to people on mobile phones. Right. Like, no, get away from me. That right. is weird. Um, and I feel like there's a little bit of a thing there with it, right? Similarly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beyond what people understand. And they're perfectly fine walking around with a cell phone that does all these things that, you know, 15 years ago seemed incomprehensible. But, yeah. And, and as I said, it's more threatening. It, it threatens people's sense of self if they, if they can change and you know, if it's, and if it can be done that easily, am I obligated to change? And what's wrong with me if I'm not changing? So it, it's easier to buy into something that doesn't seem to pose that kind of existential threat to our ego. Absolutely. You know, and, and when we're changing beliefs, it is, it is as terrifying as dying. You know, that's that, I, I find that stat incredible, really, when they monitored brain activity. So challenging someone's intrinsic belief, it's literally causing the same effect as if you are in absolute near-death situation. And that's, that's big stuff. I mean, we are dealing with big stuff here. So it is quite a brave decision to challenge those beliefs. I'm constantly saying to my clients, thank you. I, I really appreciate your courage. This is courageous work you're doing. Because, yeah, because the ego can't tell the difference between, you know, its death and the, and the physical body's death. So the ego that says, mm -hmm. I'm this person who makes this much money and weighs this much and has these kinds of relationships and works at this kind of job. And we start to say, you know, we could have so much better. And that still seems like a loss. It's the, mm -hmm. that fear of loss. And you know, especially, and, and how do I justify the past if I'm able to do this? It's like, no, thank you. So even if our lives are crap, it's our crap. And we want, you know, we know where it goes. We handled it yesterday and Hey, everything's fine. Everything's fine. So yeah, anything that, that proposes that we can make changes and that it's simpler than one might've thought is very threatening. The ego is like, you're, you're trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. 
the interesting thing that I think is coming around tapping and energy work is, okay, cool. Once you get rid of some of that and create some space, what is it then that you can imprint? And how can we start to change our mindset to become more of a sort of realm of possibility, more akin to quantum field work, right? So you're kind of like, okay, it's all, it's all out there. Yeah. So Wayne Dyer talked about this continuum of A to B to C in terms of mental health. And he said, everyone's focusing on, so B is just normal and A is unhealthy. And he says, everything's just focused on A to B, A to B. But once we get there, what's B to C and what's possible? And that's what's really exciting is like going, going beyond that. Um, my, my first website address was befreeandbeyond.com. <laughs> It's like, so EFT is emotional freedom technique. It's getting free, free from that stuff that bothers you, but then what's possible. And yeah, we have to, we have to get to be in order to get to see, but really take it. And it's like, and, and so often we, we have this, you know, sort of a cultural thing of we're just trying to get to be, and maybe a little beyond mm. that, but, you know, and we, and we, you know, the Olympics have been going on and we, it's thrilling for us to watch these people that have gone beyond what seems physically okay, normal for the rest of us. But for the majority of us, it's like, that's so far in the realm. That's a tiny fraction of the population is able to do that. And so most people don't even entertain the thought of being exceptional and, mm-hmm. and living a life beyond what it, we have seen around the people around us when we were growing up and things like that. And it feels unsafe. It feels, it, mm. it, again, it, it's, it goes back to that thing of being a threat to our ego, this idea that, you know, we could really have this life that, that is so far beyond what we've experienced in the past. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of um, the, uh, I don't know exactly, you may do. But there was a, a, I think it was a running racer, and it was a, it was the longest race done in the shortest time, and everyone was saying, "No, no, no, what a load of rubbish!" Uh, and then that record was passed, and then shortly after, there was like a proliferation of people not only matching it, but but going past that because it Ro- was Roger Bannister, right? Roger Bannister uh, breaking the four minute mile. Yes. Just, be, just before he had done so, there had been scientific research papers written on how the human heart could not possibly manage that. The human heart would explode if, if it was put under that kind of pressure. And uh, then when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, a bunch of people shortly afterwards also broke four-minute mile. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What? He's out back lot what what we're capable of is uh you know most of us are barely scratching the surface of what's possible for us in terms of what we can receive and in terms of what we can give the the difference we can make in the world Mm, yeah so brad what advice would you give the people in order to shift more into that state of possibility what would people do who are feeling like it's a bit out of reach right now who are listening? Where should they start? What could they do? Same advice <laughs> I give on everything. Tap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I you- it's because 
because we can throw out these ideas and people have been putting these ideas out there for you know forever there have always been people saying things like this but certainly in the last over the last hundred years or so um 100 200 years Wallace Waddles and uh, um, Napoleon Hill and all kinds of people have been putting out ideas about what our mind can do and what's possible for us, but it was just ideas. And so it's like when we create a vision board, our mind goes, oh, that's so exciting. Yes, I'd love to have that. And that's, you know, five to 10%, the conscious mind and the other 90, 95%, the unconscious mind is going... Yes, but we're going to make sure it never happens because it's not safe because, you know, people will be jealous. It'll be this. And we feel that stress in our bodies. So we have this, this physical discomfort. Our mind is going, yay, that's so wonderful. I'm excited about that. And we go to the personal development workshops and we say, I'm so excited about that. And then we come home and we go back into our day-to-day life. And so... We have to have that physical component to deal with that stress response because that's, you know, that's the whole purpose of, of how our mind is designed with the, the amygdala that is our, our smoke detector that looks for danger and, and it's perceiving, oh, there's a saber-toothed tiger 100,000 years ago and we need to go into fight or flight. But the ego has that same fight or flight response. Oh, this person might not like me. I have to go into fight or flight. Prefrontal cortex shuts down and we're not able to do these things. So when we're looking at these changes that and, and the ego is having that fear of loss and we feel that in our bodies. So we have scientific evidence showing that the tapping calms that system down, downregulates that stress. So to be able to be tapping while we talk about, I deserve a fantastic life. I'm capable of much more. And we calm down the, the stress that might come up in response to that. Then we start to go, oh, you know what? That, that is possible. I know someone who's done that. I've heard of people who've done that. You know, we can say, oh, well, because of my background. No, wait a minute. I know people who were born into poverty and are now billionaires. So, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> those old excuses don't make any sense. All those things that we used to say were absolute certain, carved in stone, unbreakable laws of the universe. And we start to go, no, obviously there's a lot of evidence that, it, that that's not so. So it's allowing ourselves, as we entertain those thoughts, as you look at your vision board, to, to be tapping and calming down all of that old stuff that's trying to protect you. Again, self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. That part of us that looks at our exciting ideas and, and, and feels that stress and tries to stop us is trying to protect us. And we want to calm that down. Mm. Love that. That's good advice. Yeah. It's so, so funny. I just noticed in the Q and a Janet asked, would you tap about your vision board and ask that question? Like a moment before I said, look at your vision board while you're <laughs> <laughs> no, the coincidences, yeah. coincidences that are happening these days are, are mind boggling. I've had some things happen recently yeah. and it's just like, all right, the universe is just winking the heck out of at me. <laughs> I but, love uh, that. And actually, that's what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about because we talked a little bit about science. We know that there's clinical evidence around this. Like that's that's not what I want to talk about when it comes to tapping on, because that is just a given, actually. And how we start to 
energetically work with what's available to us. I, I, I keep it's been misattributed to a couple of different physicists at the beginning of the night of the 1900s who said the universe is not only stranger than you think it's stranger than you can think. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what, what is possible? And that, and that scares us. So you could, you could go back to scripture for, uh, for Christians who, you know, when Jesus said, these things I do, you shall do and greater still. And there's a part of this that goes, no, thank you. That scares me. The idea of being able to perform miracles, the idea of, and, and anything that we can't make sense of, like these, the synchronicity, coincidences, these things that, that happen that it's like, you know, where you're just thinking about somebody and the next thing you know, they call you or they show up on a television show or something like that. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> So part of us goes, okay, I, I, I don't like the idea that the, that the universe is able to work like that. So while many people were very excited about the movie, The Secret, and we're all into law of attraction now and, and all this, at the same time, that's the, 10, the 5 to 10% looking at the vision board yeah. getting excited and the other 9% saying, stop it. So we... Uh, you know, it's like you imagine an airplane landing, the person who's out there with the uh, flashlights going, nope, don't land here. <laughs> I'm afraid of having that show up. So we're working harder at blocking the manifestations than we are at attracting them. Not because we're bad or stupid, but because our programming says it's, it's not safe. And if I allowed myself to see the world that way, if I allowed myself to there's there's a, a an old line about when you call something a coincidence you're dishonoring god but there's a part of me that's afraid to go oh this is just the way the universe works even though i've said that multiple times <laughs> it's there's there's a part it's like okay because then what's really possible and it and it feels so unfamiliar and what feels unfamiliar it feels threatening to us so Tapping is, that's why tapping is such a profound tool in terms of manifestation, in terms of creating our reality, because it helps us to calm down our fear of actually being able to create our reality. <laughs> you know, we look at something, it's like, wow, it'd be really great if it happened, Hint, wink, wink, but please don't let it actually happen. And as we calm ourselves down, it's like, bring it on. I can handle this. I can handle these, these amazing things happening in my life. Mm. Say that quote again that you said about about the the thing that we can understand about the universe. The misattributed quote you just mentioned. Oh, oh, oh! That the universe is not only stranger than you think; it's stranger than you can think. Yeah, it's so good. It's true because we just cannot know all of the stuff. I mean, even look at conscious like just logically history and tapping is really useful for that. I work with people on that sort of surrendering to the uncertainty of really not knowing all of it because our logical brain cannot, you know, that's I think what tapping is all about. In the 1880s, the head of the U S patent department proposed that Congress close down the patent office because in his opinion, everything that could be invented had already been invented. Wow, I love that. 
if that if he could be here today and and see <laughs> yeah yeah Ooh. so yeah and yet and yet we are to some extent thinking kind of the same way well we've already evolved as much as human beings can evolve and it's like we have no idea we have no yeah. idea what's possible so to to play with that idea and 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 then to calm down that fear mm. Mm. you up for some tapping yeah i was just thinking that we do it we can do tag tapping. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want so, to kick off? Yeah. So everyone, close your eyes for a moment. Take a deep breath. And think about like your wildest dreams of, what's, of what could be possible for your life. Not just in terms of what you could have, but what you could do. And maybe even just, you know, ideas like instant manifestation of, you know, I think about something and then, and within a day, if not moments, it shows up. And as you think about that, notice what shows up in your body. Notice how you feel physically. Notice how you feel emotionally. Notice that part of you that goes, oh, that would be so cool. But also notice that part that says, I, I, I couldn't, that would, I, that would so warp my idea of reality that I couldn't function. If you're being honest with yourself, that's going on in there at some level. <laughs> and just notice what thoughts, beliefs, or memories might come up as to why that couldn't or shouldn't happen. Take a deep breath, open your eyes. Even though I'm afraid of what might really be possible, I choose to love and honor myself anyway. even though I'm afraid of what might really be possible. I choose to love and honor myself anyway. Even though I'm afraid of what might really be possible. Because it would go against so much that I've learned. It would go against so much that I have believed. And I'm not sure my brain could handle it. And even though I'm afraid of what might really be possible, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who's contributed to these fears. All these fears about what might be possible. All this resistance to what might be possible. All this fear about what might be possible. It has been said. That the extent to which I'm not, that the extent to which I don't have what I say I want is the extent to which I'm resisting it. And part of me says, 
but I really want these things. Why on earth would I resist it? Because part of me is afraid of being able to do that. I'm afraid of having that much power. That's what Marianne Williamson said. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. If I could really manifest anything I thought of, that would throw all my old ideas out the window. Would I even still believe in gravity? All this fear. And I love and appreciate that part of me that's just trying to protect me. And I choose to be open to new possibilities. I choose to find out what's really possible. I'm reassuring myself that I'll use my powers for good. I won't hurt people with these newfound powers. Because as I realize how powerful I am, I don't need to hurt anybody. It's safe for me to be this powerful. Allowing myself to feel safe, to be powerful. Anytime you want to jump in. I'm enjoying it. I have myself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I mean, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in because there's probably a shift happening with people. I think it's important to validate to give it some voice so I'll just move in with that so if we all start to focus on perhaps to shift and, and let's just tap on anything that wants to resist that yeah okay so uh, this feels like it could be possible for me but in some respect and even though it feels scary I accept this new feeling. And I honor any excitement that my conscious mind might see something wrong with that. My subconscious mind might be keeping us safe somehow. And that's okay. That's a human design. But I'm choosing to notice. So why not me? Why not me? I choose to honor and accept myself completely. And then maybe we take a break and a breath here. Take a breath in through our nose. 
Exhale. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. Great, great well, stuff. Well, I'm loving this. Yeah, great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, for anyone watching, you might even feel free to keep tapping for whatever might still be coming up. You know, because there might be some lingering thoughts of, well, yeah, but no, yeah, no, and just keep working through that. And and these ideas, wow, what if, what if, uh, you know, we talk a lot about creating a reality, but what if I could actually say, and even as we're going through this and I'm thinking about some things, it's like, yeah, what if I just said, yeah, I choose to make that happen. And uh and there's that part of this that says, well, but what if, what if it's wrong? <laughs> just, I had just seen a house on the, um, on the market, on the, uh, on the um, beach. It's like, well, what if I just said, I'm going to manifest that. And, and suddenly it's like, oh, I have that house. But what if it's the wrong house? <laughs> That's going to be a, just a pain in the butt if I'm sitting here manifesting things and then finding out I've manifested the wrong thing. <laughs> so just allowing ourselves to, to let all those things go through. It's like, We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. There's always a new layer. Yeah. Right? We're we can af- make mistakes. We're afraid of having that much power. It's like I'm not I I'm not prepared. We've we've seen people with power that weren't prepared to have that power. And <laughs> it's like I don't want to be that person who's misusing their power. Yeah. Yeah. That's a key. That's a key area, you know, Brad, um, that, that we've seen so many people um, manifesting, in fact, and that we are manifesting negatively and positively all the time, and we are a product of the people that we've seen. So if we've seen, and we're in times where we're seeing a lot of misuse of power and a lot of manifesting on a massive level, actually. A lot of anger and hatred towards people with power. And we don't want to be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather be in the position of judging those people than being the one being judged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is all about speaking your truth, even though it might not be for everyone. Yeah. And won't be. There's, se- there's over 7 billion people on the planet None of us has an idea that over 7 billion people on planet is going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> that's so true. Uh-huh. Have you had that, Brad? You've come up against doing stuff. And- has anyone taken issue with anything I've said? Never. No, everything I say is safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get... I get the comments on YouTube where people disagree. And, and even, you know, sometimes if I'm doing a presentation, someone will say, I'm struggling with what you've just said. And that's, that's how it's going to be. There's no way uh, you, you, can't, you can't make everybody happy with everything you do. And so uh, there, there was a sign I saw once that says, stop trying to make everybody happy. You're not tequila. It's like, but not everybody likes nah. tequila. <laughs> so not even if, if, if tequila can't do it, then what hope do we have? So it's just allowing ourselves to go, okay, I believe 
I believe that what I'm doing won't harm anyone. People might disagree because of their beliefs. And I have to put it out there. I know that I am not trying to hurt anybody with what I'm up to. And so I'll put it out there, but I know that because of their programming, some people will misunderstand. And that's just the price of putting yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely advice, because I think on every level for any listener, that is something to, to take home, I think, today. That it isn't about the person in terms of them necessarily going for you. It's the programming that conditioned them to respond in the way that they respond that is something that we can kind of witness, you know, just sort of look at. That is it. We are programmed and we're operating from that small fishbowl, call it. Yeah. If something is not right, it's panicked because it's not safe. It's not familiar. They're like, ah. So that's how they're responding. And it's probably never about us, right? Right. And it's always, it's been said there's only two emotions. There's love and there's fear. And if it doesn't look like love, it's probably fear. So all of the uncomfortable feelings like sadness and guilt and shame and anger all have fear underneath some fear of loss. When people are getting really angry, it's because they're really afraid. And when we're feeling judgmental of other people and we're angry at other people, uh, for, for me, I find that when I'm feeling that way and I start to go into self-righteousness, it's like, okay, hold on, <laughs> slow down, cowboy. What's going on? What am I afraid of? And it may be, well, I'm afraid that the way these people are behaving poses a threat to me and people I care about. Uh, it's, even if they're people on the other side of the world, it's like, it's, it's threatening to me that people like that are in the world, the people who think that it's okay to do harmful things like that uh, is, is threatening because how do I know that they won't come over here or they won't inspire people over here, uh, you know, someone in my immediate vicinity. So it's, it's always that, that fear. And, uh, you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll look at people and I, I'm, very fortunate in having um, the education that I have. So there are certain things I ha it has allowed me professional opportunities that a lot of people don't know that they have, which is yeah. one of the reasons I want to put this, I, I want to get this work out there to everybody is so that people expand their horizons of what they think is possible. So it doesn't just feel like people who were fortunate enough to, you know, have a good education, but it's like that, that education mm -hmm. is possible for, for more folks, but they don't know that. So I uh, just, you know, having a thought of when I, when I see someone living, um, you know, maybe behaving in a way that, that seems dangerous and it's like, okay, but given their programming, that's what they feel like they have to do. So I, I'm not superior. Mm -hmm. I'm just more fortunate. And my job yeah. then is not to judge these people, but to try to find a way to create openings for other people. So it's like, look, it gets better for you. <laughs> you know, it's not a, and it, like with the ego, it's not, we're not going to kill you. We're going to upgrade you to first class. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Brad. And it's, and it's all about coming back to the self-love thing. And actually I feel like tapping into self-love and self-belief is, is how we can really start to expand and transition that because, Without, I was very lucky. I grew up with parents who told me I could do anything, anything's possible. I saw it in them, you know, the, 
I saw it in my dad having this cancer all his life, but, but running marathons and working with his body in this crazy way and, and loads of other things. And yet, you know, I'm back here now. It's quite relevant. You know, I'm in a pretty rough town in Cornwall, which wasn't trendy when I was growing up. No one was thinking about working in media or applying for things. You know, I'm in the room where I was living and there were no floorboards on the floor. You could see in between the floorboards, it's an ex-council house because uh, my dad got ill. We lost everything. We change our programming through tapping. Then we are then available for all the possibilities that exist in the universe. Yeah. Because those things are there and we're walking around going, nope, can't see it. I, not because we're bad or stupid, but because we have programming that has told us don't see it. Yeah. And, and if, I, if I allow myself to see it, am I dishonoring my family? Am I dishonoring the people that I grew up with? You know, if I, if I get out of here and I go to university, that puts everybody else to shame. Who am I to, to live a better life? And, and so we, th- we then think it's noble to hold ourselves. Even if we get a glimpse of that, it feels more noble to limit ourselves for their sake. And I always say, that's not noble because then you're saying to them, it's not possible for them. I could do it, but yeah. you couldn't. So I'm going to play small for you. It's like, that's, don't, don't do that to the people you care about. <laughs> the noble thing is to say, yeah. I can do this and so can you and create those, uh, those opportunities for other people because it's, yeah. it, it's, it's there, you know, and, but, but so many people, don't have that idea. As you said, you were very fortunate that you were given that belief because a lot of people in your neighborhood were probably told, this is as good as it gets. You're going to, you know, we're lucky to have this. And, uh, you know, other people get to have other things, but not our people. That's our coat of arms. Life is miserable. That's just the way it is. That's our story. We're sticking to it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and they do stick to it. And, it feels, and so it feels wrong to question that. And that comes up in the stress response. And as we tap through that and we recognize, okay, no, I'm not honoring anybody by playing small because no one's here by accident. Even if your parents weren't, you didn't know, you know there are people who were told, well, you were an accident. No, you weren't. Your parents just, just weren't consciously in on the plan. <laughs> Everybody has a purpose. <laughs> And, and has a difference that they can make. And we, we dishonor our, our creator, however you perceive that. We dishonor the, our parents, even if they don't know, even our parents are saying, don't get your hopes up. Their higher self is like, we brought you into this world, make a difference. <laughs> you know, justify your, your existence here. And so the best mm-hmm. to me, the best way to honor our parents is to be the absolute best, most successful version of ourselves. Mm, I love that. And, and, and what you're saying about using it to go out and be the person that can model for whatever experience they need to hear, see, know is possible. Um, so this is probably a good point for anyone listening to kind of think about, okay, what is it that I'm denying someone else right now from seeing? that if I did or if I stepped into would allow them to expand into their possibilities, even though it's scary. Yeah, there is a sense that there's probably something right now that you can do right listening that would then help to bring someone else more into their light. 
into their shrine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Me and Brad are tapping now at this speedway. <laughs> yeah. Just for those who can't see us. Yeah. Do it for other people if you're not going to do it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but it, it, it really is a, it is a win-win situation. We, you know, we have all this, I, all this programming about, you know, don't shine your light. Don't deep, don't be too big for your britches or your boots as they say over there. And it's like, but if I don't, then I let other people who uh, I'm encouraging other people to not do that. And we're all playing small and we're not sharing our gifts and we're showing up, you know, with far below our best effort. And you know, for, for fear of not seeming conceited. Conceit is only when, it's only arrogant mm. if we say we're better than other people. If I show up and go, what I have is so fantastic and what other people isn't. Uh, but if I'm showing up and saying, I want to give my best, you know what, I, I have a lot of really cool things to share and I have, and other people can do the same and I'm, and I want to inspire other people, then uh, you know, I've, I've had people say, oh, you have all these tapping videos, so I can't make tapping videos. It's like, no, you've got to make tapping videos because people will hear things from you that they won't hear from me. It's, there's, no, there's no competition because we, we're each our best version of our own selves and no two people are alike. And I truly believe that the creator, you know, isn't going to say, I've given you gifts and talents, but I'm not going to give you an audience. <laughs> There's a, there's a there's a market for our gifts and talents. Yeah. Yes. And we talked about this, I think, on our IG Live, didn't we? Um, which should be on uh, the Instagram, Rapid Tapping Instagram. But, or was it online? I can't remember. Look on both. Um, <laughs> but it's about how, you know, there is really no, no new message. And our gifts and flair makes us, a different packaging we just got to show up and do it because the people who you know might appeal to someone does not appeal to someone else that's fine it's going to do our thing authentic just try and step into our truth as much as possible uh, absolutely you know it's the basic version the basic of a motor of, of, of an automobile is pretty much the same you have this engine that <laughs> moves the tire that moves the wheels but some people love Lamborghinis. Some people love Porsches. Some people love Rolls Royces. And it would be a shame if we just had one type of automobile. And so, and, and what is the best automobile? It varies from person to person, you know? So to yeah. have this idea of there is one best. And if I think this is the best, then I can't possibly make anything else. And I can't put myself out there. Oh, it's just not true. Mm. And somebody and somebody is waiting for your version of whatever it is you do. Yes. Yes. Love that. And you yeah. get used to it. And it's, you know, this is life. This is what happens to us. Um, but if anyone's got any questions, please add them to the chat. <laughs> add them to the chat. I know We've you've got rendered questions. them speechless. We were talking today about yeah, they're speechless. Are you speechless, Skank? Um <laughs> definitely one question today that I was gonna bring that was what do you do when you don't know where to start with the tapping? Because where do you even start is a question I hear a lot. And I suspect people have got that. You probably hear it a lot as well. 
Would you have any answer to that, Brad? So I start each morning tapping, not because because to me it's a tool for making things better, not just a tool for clearing things that are bad. It's not I don't. It's not that I wake up every morning in a bad mood and need to tap. It's just I want to be as clear as possible for the best day possible. And I might tap silently without worrying about anything. Um, I may tap while saying prayers or affirmations. If I'm uh, if I'm not aware of what it is, you know. If, so if there's something that I I may, I may think about something that I want, and I'll just say, okay, I'm going to tap on whatever resistance might be there. I don't know specifically what it is, but if I don't have it, I'm going to assume that means I don't. I have resistance to it. <laughs> if I'm not manifesting it, mm. then then something is saying don't manifest it. So I'll just tap on whatever resistance might be there. I might pay attention and notice what am I physically aware of? When I think about this, do I feel a tension in my shoulders? Do I feel a knot in my stomach? Okay, so maybe I'll tap specifically on whatever the physical sensation is that's coming up. So there's always, mm. you know, we can be, we can always find something that we're aware of, or we can just, just tapping without saying anything. There's always ambient stress. And so just going, okay, I, I just choose to feel as good as possible. And in that place, we might very well create an opening of, I know what I want to tap on. <laughs> I know what's stopping me. There's this thing that I've been trying to ignore. And, and we'll get clear because when we're tapping, it's like peeling the layers of the onion. And so just, uh, you know, when you have an opportunity, just start going, okay, what could make things better? And I may not be consciously aware of it, I'm just going to put that question out there and let my unconscious mind play with that. And I'm going to tap on whatever might be showing up in my energy system as I pose that question. And I'm not, I don't even have to worry about what the answer is. I don't have to know. I'm just going, okay, if I put, if I pose the question, what stops me from manifesting this experience? Okay. Go ahead, mind, play with that. <laughs> and I'm just going to tap on whatever might be going on in my energy system while those ideas go, even if I'm never consciously aware of what might be there. Mm, yeah, amazing. Amazing advice. Great. Well, the storms are coming down here. I don't know if you can hear them. They're on the way. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like we should, we should uh, call it to a close there, Brad. But just so everyone knows, you know, where they should find you. I know you've got several things, you know, you've got your Michelangelo process, you've got a number of group things, you've got obviously your YouTube. Where should people go? Uh, thanks. Simplest thing is go to tapwithbrad.com and that has links to all the resources that I have available. Brilliant. Very simple. Just like the tapping. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I went through a lot of different web addresses and it's like, I, got, I couldn't find some of that, that stuck. And then people were always saying to me, um, oh, I tell all my friends, tap with Brad, tap with Brad. Oh, yeah, I tap, you know, I tell people tap with Brad. It's like, hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's true. Just take Let's the make it simple. And go, yeah, there's something in that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay, fabulous. Well, that's beautiful as ever. Uh, I feel like I could chat to you for so long about all of the things. Um, so 
thank you so much for your time and I'm sure everyone is feeling really inspired and and I'm hoping that for those you know those who don't really you know know too much about how this thing works that they'll go and obviously find you and keep up with that journey too so thank you awesome thank you awesome all right Beth. well see you soon and thanks everyone for being here this is our episode of rapid tapping and uh see you very soon so if you want to know how to really take your tapping to the absolute next level of manifesting then you might be interested in this year's live run of my process called pivot into power it takes you through seven stages of manifesting a desire so that becomes a real deal thing in your life it's super cool it usually sells out and i'm coming back with it this year so if you're interested in doing it well it actually always sells out and i want to say usually and people got amazing results from job offers to increases in their income um somebody in there fernanda she wanted to get a deal with dyson she lives in hollywood and she actually did by the end of the seven weeks so if you'd like to come and start manifesting on an epic level using your tapping using the science backed approach to manifesting then you may want to come and register up for that right now it'll be in the show notes